0: This balance between faking it, getting something, figuring out how to do it, and that, boom, you get a little boost of confidence. And then you kind of fake it again, and you go out there, and you get a boost of confidence, and you keep doing that. And then very quickly, you realize, like, oh, I'm not faking it anymore. Like, I do believe in myself. I do know how to do this. And what's more, I've built up a pattern of believing in myself, doing the thing. Welcome to the Live, Work, Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Michonne Thomas, a former middle school teacher who quit at 30 to become a six-figure freelancer and digital nomad instead. You're in the right place if you're ready to learn how freelancing can help you to work from anywhere, make great money, and live a life that you design. I'm sharing everything I've learned to get to where I am today in order to support you on your journey, because this lifestyle is simply too good not to share Today I want to talk about imposter syndrome. I want to talk about feeling like you can't do this because I've been there. (laughs) You know, no matter what, we all face doubt about what we can do. You know, the first day that I recorded the first podcast episode, it was one of the worst days of my life in terms of the negative self-talk. The things that my brain was saying, that my mind was saying to me were awful. They were just awful things. And it's funny to be sitting here recording this now and thinking like, gosh, like, why did that get me so down? Why did that hurt so much? Why was that such a bad day? And I could analyze it or I could just be like, sometimes those happen. And I think they happen to us all. And I think that one of the things that is really wild and frustrating to me is that we call this imposter syndrome syndrome. A thing when like it should really be called like we've given it a special name when I think in many ways it's just being a human being (laughs) you know we all deal with it all day every day some of us to greater degrees you know for me I found that it's always cyclical you know there's waves of it sometimes I feel really kick-ass and like I really know what I'm doing and then there's other times when I don't feel like I know what I'm doing and I think it's wild because if you stop and think about it it's 100% natural right when we are doing something new Of course, we're going to feel unsure. Of course, we're going to feel like we don't know what we're doing because we don't. (laughs) I think the thing is, though, the journey to from zero, I don't know anything to like a 100. I know so much because I won't say I know everything. No one knows everything. But that journey, like somewhere along the way. You fade out from feeling like I don't know anything, and you start to feel like I feel pretty good. I got this, you know? But there's, we're all different. We're all good at different things. So when you go around other people that are good at different things, it's natural to feel, wow, I'm not good at that, you know? And this imposter syndrome creeps in. So, like, if you haven't heard of imposter syndrome, I mean, awesome because it's been everywhere. (laughs) It's almost exhausting. Like I get tired of how these things are are tossed around, kicked around, but in a way it's good that there's put a name to it so people can more identify and we have a common, you know, definition to just kind of draw together what we're talking about. So imposter syndrome is basically this idea of feeling like you're a fraud at what you do. You're going to get found out. You're showing up and people think you're good at something, but like you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know, and maybe you're And you just feel constantly like, people don't know that I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. I don't have the skills. I don't have the talent. Everyone else is better than me. What am I even doing here in this room? You know, like, how did I end up here? And like, at what point are people going to figure out that I don't have it all together? So that's basically what imposter syndrome feels like. And it's so empowering, or it's been empowering for me to realize that that's a normal way of being, a normal way of feeling. I was talking to someone yesterday founder of multiple companies, you know, has done just amazing, incredible things in his life and in his career. And he said, I don't know what I'm doing. None of us knows what the hell we're doing. <laughs> you know, And it was just so refreshing to hear someone at that level who has done a lot of cool shit admit that like, don't know what I'm doing half the time because none of us do. And I will, you know, I'll admit that to you guys today. I don't know what I'm doing most of the time. <laughs> I just keep doing it. And I think that that's one of the healthiest things that I can do and share with anyone listening is that I don't have it all together. And I think if more of us were just honest with each other instead of pretending that we have it all together, the world would be a much simpler place because we could all just like laugh at ourselves and be these goofy idiots, like just like, yeah, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm going to show up again tomorrow and keep on, keep it on. It might be good. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. But I'm starting to recognize now as I put more time and attention into sharing parts of my story with people, you know, I reflect back and I start to notice patterns. And one of those patterns is that, yeah, every time, you know, imposter syndrome was at its highest was, of course, when I was doing something new. This podcast was incredibly scary and freelancing was incredibly scary. Those first few weeks between when I got laid off and I'm out there trying to find clients were very stressful. My brain was constantly going on about how I couldn't do it. But I think once you start to step back and realize that this is the nature of the brain and that it's not a bad thing. You know, our brains were designed to keep us safe, not to keep us happy. So they're going to look for the danger out there and they're going to say don't do it. And socially, part of, you know, staying out of danger was being able to fit in with your tribe. So that you were not cast out to fend for yourself back in the day when we needed a tribe, we needed to, you know, the whole community in order to survive. So our brain, anything that we get these ideas about doing that don't fit in with what everyone else is doing, it's often very scary. You know, and I didn't know anyone who freelanced. I didn't know anyone who was a digital nomad and traveled the world. I didn't have anyone doing this weird thing. So for me, it was like, you know, I have to jump out of my circle in order to do this thing. I have to abandon what I know in order to go in search of something new. Extremely scary, totally normal. In fact, if you weren't feeling any of that, I would be surprised, okay? So just know that you are not alone. Know that it's completely natural to have some excitement towards freelancing and getting started, but then also a lot of things going on in your head saying, hey, maybe this is a terrible idea. Maybe don't do this. You know, a couple of things that I think you can do to mitigate that a bit are just getting curious. You don't have to go all in today, but I would highly suggest is trying to open your mind to getting curious. So one simple thing you can keep doing is listening to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> but each week, I'm going to be coming back here and talking about different things. And just listening to those things, letting the ideas kick around in your head will be helpful. And it's a small step forward that you are taking in order to get more information about this journey, to kind of reduce some of that unknown. You're standing at the beginning of a pathway and going, okay, I realize that this journey may be scary. It may take me out of my comfort zone. It's you know may not be the easiest all the time but I'm not walking away from it. I'm not turning around and walking backwards. I'm just standing here for a while. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna do it, but I'm just gonna hang out here and get comfortable a little bit. That may be what it takes. And I strongly encourage you to take it slow if you're in a position to. You know, If you are working in a job and you're able to do some of this dabbling and freelancing on the side, That is an excellent position to be in. That is the position I meant to be in until I got laid off suddenly. And then, you know, really, really beat myself up for not having gotten started sooner while I was uh, in a better position. So a lot of times, along with imposter syndrome, the thing you'll hear kicked around is fake it till you make it. And that's been the story of my life, really. And I think for most of us, for all of our lives, you think about school, you show up on day one, you don't know anything. You don't know anything. And over time and over days and weeks and months and years, we learn things. We learn how to read. We learn how to write. We learn about science stuff. And we learn about geography and history. And I don't know sometimes why we, you know, kind of beat that process up. We all have to fake things along the way until we make it. You know, the first time you got up to give a speech or a presentation in school, we're not skilled in that. You just stand up there and sweat and just like stumble through your presentation and have all of your, you know, peers, you know, be stressed out. that They're making fun of you. And, you know, like just, oh, but you did it. And some people did it better than others. But some people, you know, like were just faking it. They were just like, I'm just going to get up here and I'm going to act like I'm not scared. I'm going to act like... I don't care. Or like, I'm going to act like I'm cool. Like, I don't know, whatever, like whatever we all did as teenagers, like the entire adolescent period for me was just a giant fake in it till you make it kind of thing. (laughs) She's like a walking case of imposter syndrome about everything. What a way to live. Fake it till you make it absolutely is a legit path to take, in my opinion. And so today I want to share something that happened to me back when I was working in a company that really just drives home the idea of You know, you don't need to know everything. You just kind of get in there, you fake it, and you will learn things and the skills that you need and what you need to know as you go. This is something that I always really try to present to people is just like, it sounds so crazy because people told me this as well. Like, you don't need to be an expert. You just need to know more than the person hiring you, which is so true. But I never believed that really until it happened to me. So I'm going to tell you this story, and I'm sure you'll draw some parallels in your own life. I'm sure there's things going on now in your work or in past jobs that you've had where you've known more than the people around you. So for me, this was happening back when I was working at a tech startup in Fort Lauderdale. I'd been hired as a technical writer with absolutely no experience. You know, it's just on the, a friend putting in a good word and all of a sudden like in a couple of days, I have this job and I walk in and you guys, I literally sat at my desk for two weeks trying to look busy because there was no work for me. It was a very messy startup environment, like lots of just clusterfuckery. And nobody even realized that like I was the new girl. Like I I came and sat at this desk. It took like two weeks before someone noticed me. I hated it because it was this open concept office, you know, so like very open and big and everybody could see everything. And my boss office was like all glass and behind me. So I'm just got this huge computer monitor and I'm just like, how do I fill my time all day? Like I've had basically no training, a half-assed orientation. What am I even doing here? So after two weeks of like just trying to look busy, reading blog posts, you know, in the industry, just trying to fill eight hours a day, this woman marches up to me and she's like, are you the new technical writer? And I'm like, yes. She's like, come in. And she's just like, waves me over and we go into this meeting room and I finally had work, but yeah, didn't know what I was doing. So these developers are all in this room and they're talking and they're sharing ideas about this app that they're building and they're scribbling on these whiteboards and there's just like so much technical language flying around over my head. You know, I've just gotten done with code school a little while back. So I know some of these terms, but still the stuff they're building is like advanced level shit. And I've only had two months of programming. So I'm just sitting there taking notes as fast as I can, drawing these crazy things that they're drawing on the walls. And they get done. You know, it's been like an hour and a half and there's all this, my head spinning and they get done. It's like, good meeting everybody. They go back out. And the woman who had waved at me to come over there was kind of just like, okay, so I need those notes by, you know, X amount of time, whatever. And she's like, you know how to use Visio, right? And I'm just like, yeah. She walks out and I walk back to my desk and I'm starting. I'm like, what Visio? Did I hear that right? So I start Googling. What is Visio? <laughs> so I find out for the first time in my life that Microsoft has a tool called Visio, which is a diagramming software tool. And I've never heard of it up to this point, but I knew that I had been sitting around for two weeks doing nothing. I was absolutely going to figure out whatever this tool was and how to use it. So like, there's this thing of like, so faking it till you make it, is that just lying? Well, yeah, if you don't learn the thing, but I looked at it as a sense of, she asked me if I knew how to use Microsoft Visio. I said, yes. And the next time I saw her, damn well I knew how to use Microsoft Visio. That was on a Friday. Luckily, because I went home and at that time I was doing um, Blinda.com. I think it's now called LinkedIn Learning. But I had a subscription and I spent my Saturday and Sunday going through this, like every course I could find, learning how to use Microsoft Visio. So I drew up the scribbles and all these notes that the developers had drawn over in the meeting before. And I put it together into something legible and something, you know, readable And went back the next day and she was like, this is great. So we're having a meeting at two. You know, we need to see you there. (laughs) So, So it was a situation of faking it till I make it for sure. So I have thought about that since and gone, honesty for me is an important characteristic. I work to be a very honest person. And I've looked back at that and thought, hmm, how do I feel about myself for saying yes when I didn't know how to use the tool? And I've made my peace with it in the sense of, I think it would have been absolutely awful to say yes, I can use it and then just bullshit my way around for the next six months, but not actually use it or not actually do anything with it and just walk around pretending I was, you know, this expert that didn't know how to do anything with it. Now, I didn't go around calling myself a physio expert (laughs) by any means, but it made sense to me after a little while of, of watching and observing. I was the only one that regularly used physio. So therefore I was a resident sort of, you know, quote unquote expert because I just knew more than the people around me. And so you can do that in so many ways in freelancing, in showing up and helping people to do something that they need done, but you know more about it than they do. Again, this is where I think curiosity helps with beginning this freelancing journey. If you just want to try something, like go out and start talking to your friends and family. And just try to find random things that they know a lot about. Things that you may know nothing about. In that relationship, in that dynamic, you are like the beginner and they are the expert. Now, it might be something random that you're like, no one would ever pay for this. But I just want you to start to see that expert beginner sort of relationship. And then I want you to mine your own experiences and what you know and look for things that you know a lot about that other people may not Don't worry about how to turn them into freelancing skills. We'll work on that a bit later. But just start to notice that play back and forth. You know, for me, I'm someone who does not know a lot about marketing. I don't want to know a lot about marketing. I get stressed when I think about marketing. You know, so I'm so happy to pay for freelancing services from other people that have to do with marketing because it's not one of my strengths. This plays out day in and day out in some of the most basic services that we receive from other people. You know, like I pay my accountant to know about tax stuff, you know, which has put me absolutely to sleep. But he's an expert in tax stuff because he's made that his life's work, you know, his job. He's he's all in there studying up on the things that change from year to year and know just how to do this stuff in his sleep. Whereas for me, total newbie. Every year I tell myself I'm going to get myself together with my accountant and I'm going to actually understand the terms he's throwing around. And then every year I go straight to YouTube and Google after like, what was he talking about? How does that work again? Okay, yeah, whatever. I'll I'll get it. I'll get it by next year. I really want you to start thinking about this in the beginning of your career because how you set things up in the beginning is such an indicator of how it's going to go. And you can save yourself a lot of time, a lot of heartache, a lot of mistakes, especially getting into client relationships that are difficult or stressful, you know, because you didn't maybe set boundaries at the beginning. A lot of that can be avoided by how you think about yourself in the beginning and how you present yourself. And a lot of that does have to come with, you know, just really building up this well of confidence in the beginning. And it's hard to do that when you know you know that you're faking it. You know that you don't have it all together just yet. But again, I just want to reassure you, none of us has it all together. Another time that this kind of played out for me was I went to a conference in October of 2017. So this was about three or four months after I'd gotten laid off. And I had the first month of just like the stress and the panic and like trying to find clients. And then the second month was like, oh, holy shit, like I'm finding clients, like people are paying me. And By the third month, it was like, wow, I just got someone to pay me $80 an hour. This is crazy. I think I'm going to be okay. So I was feeling like things were going to be okay, but it was still a whole lot of just like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just, it was just like putting one day in front of the next, stacking them together, still feeling like it's just like things are coming together so fast, but I'm just like, running full speed, trying to keep up and trying to just not knowing what the next day is going to bring. Right. And I went to a conference because I had bought a ticket for that conference in January. Right. So January of 2017, I buy a ticket to the conference. It's not happening until October and I get laid off in July. Now, the thing is, a bunch of my former coworkers were gonna be at this conference. It was like, oh my God. You know, I had some great coworkers at that company and I was looking forward to seeing people again. But there was this like stigma that I felt that I put on myself of like, oh my God, I got laid off. Like, I'm such a loser. I mean, it was, I wasn't the only one. A lot of people got laid off, but I just had this like thing that I was putting on myself, this pressure. And I think I was the only person to, of the people that got laid off to actually be going to the conference. And I didn't plan it that way. God knows I didn't want that to happen, but it was just like one of those things. I was like, I have paid my full freaking amount for this conference. There's no way I'm like bowing out. I'm going to go there. I'm going to circulate. I'm going to meet people. I'm going to get contacts. I'm going to, yeah, we're going to, we're going to do this. So. In a way, there was that fake it to make it aspect of, I want my former colleagues to see me thriving and doing well, you know? Yes, I had gotten a couple of clients. Yes, I was feeling excited about the future, but I was still internally going, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Like, this is just like my brain at the time. Like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. Like, what am I doing? No idea what I'm doing. But there were two ways that I could have showed up. I could have shown up like that and just been like, ah! (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Yes, I got a client, but I'm not crazy. Like I could have shown up sort of like all over the place like that. Or I could show up calmer, quiet, confident. And yeah, things are going really well. Yes, I've just started getting some freelance clients. This is an exciting new venture. You know, so you can think about the ways that you want to present yourself. And for me, in that sense, like one of it was just like, I think I projected some confidence just by like not talking that much. I was like, if I knew if I started talking, I might get to rambling too much and just being like, oh my God, yeah, it's an absolute shit show in my head right now. And like a, my life is a zoo, but I didn't. It's like, let me keep it together in front of these people that I know. And that actually really helped because I met several other people at the conference. Oh, I met loads of people, but like several people stood out in the sense of, I just noticed how we would share And I'm all for sharing openly and honestly and being vulnerable. But there's definitely times and places, right? There's times and places that you want to do that. And I didn't want to do that in the beginning when I was in a room full of potential clients. You know, so many people that were at that conference were the small business owners, people who had struggles, entrepreneurs starting out, you know, they needed help growing their businesses. And the last thing I wanted to do was show up in front of potential clients and be like, Ah, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so I showed up as, yeah, I've, I've been freelancing for the last few months. I'm taking on clients in this space. I've done some work in this. And yes, I had clients, but I definitely was not like feeling this confident inside. My brain was, you know, screaming the whole, you know, you don't belong here. This is crazy. You don't know what you're doing. But it was really powerful to watch a few other people show up like that. I met a couple people. I remember this one person was sort of, you know, we were all standing around at a table and people were kind of asking what you do and different things. And this person approached it from a place of very much just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm just starting out, but like, I don't know. But I, you know, I'm, I'm just still really lacking confidence in my skills. And I don't know. And that's absolutely valid. It's absolutely honest. You know, that person was definitely being very honest with where they were. But I don't know that it would have helped them in that environment where people are standing around with clients and whatnot. Like there is a time and place to choose to share things like that. And I realize this may be contrary to some of the information that we get about sharing and being vulnerable. And I definitely want to stress that like that is absolutely great, but there's a time and a place for that. You just think about your day to day work and what you share with colleagues versus what you keep private. And you can absolutely do the same thing with your freelancing career when you're starting off, just like choosing things to share and then choosing what you keep private. You may be just starting out and lacking confidence and really struggling with imposter syndrome. And I encourage you 100% to be open and vulnerable about that. Share it with your friends, your family, share it with other people who will support you. But you wouldn't want to share it on a client call right when you're first starting out right when you're in the pitching process, they haven't even started working with you yet, you know, just dumping all of these like insecurities, struggles and doubt on them, right? Because we can look at this in the sense of the things that we go to other people for, you know, if you're going to someone to get fitness and health advice, and they were just full of, I don't know, maybe Well, like you could do this, but like, uh, actually, I don't know, like, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. You're just like, wait a minute, I don't, think I want to work with this person because they don't seem like they believe in themselves. And so there's that fine line in the beginning. There's that you have to work at developing a belief in yourself, but that belief in yourself also comes from putting yourself out there and practicing it and getting clients, getting jobs, getting, you know, it's a very chicken of the egg, which comes first. <laughs> and I think it just goes back and forth. It swings back and forth from side to side. It's this balance between faking it, getting something, figuring out how to do it. And that, boom, you get a little boost of confidence. And then you kind of fake it again and you go out there and you get a boost of confidence and you keep doing that. And then very quickly you realize like, oh, I'm not faking it anymore. Like I do believe in myself. I do know how to do this. And what's more, I've built up a pattern of believing in myself, doing the thing, believing in myself, doing the thing, believing in myself, doing the thing. and now I'm in a very comfortable place. But I think that we fake it in many ways our entire lives. You know, I wish we weren't wired this way, but I think that we are. Any time we go and do something new, we're even you know, many times we're just like faking it with ourselves to like, oh, yeah, I'm not scared of this thing. I'm gonna do this. you know like there's so much. And in my opinion or what I have experienced so far in life, it never goes away. There's constantly a imposter syndrome when you try new things. You know, yeah, if you live in your comfort zone, like imposter syndrome goes away. That's fine, you're just chilling. But if you're constantly trying new things, getting involved in different things, pushing yourself in different ways, Imposter syndrome pops up every single time, I think, as it's supposed to do, because it's just trying to keep us safe and settled where we are, looking out for those things that could cause danger. And the fake it till you make it thing has to work as well, you know, like in our mindset, getting up off the couch to go for a run and changing that, you know, voice in the head around instead of just like tearing down, going, you know, I'm a runner. I'm going for a run because I'm a runner. And even if you run for a tenth of a mile, you know, practicing that over and over and over and over and over until you make it. So I hope these stories have helped. I hope this episode has helped in just sharing some things that have happened to me in my journey and letting you know that you are not alone at all if you're experiencing doubt about jumping into this lifestyle, getting into freelancing, potentially even traveling down the road if that's the thing that you're interested in. It is 100% normal natural, to have these fears, to have these doubts. But I can say from the bottom of my heart that I hope you do it anyway. If you'd like to get in touch, I would love to hear from you. Please send me an email at hello at liveworktravel.com. You can follow along on Instagram at ig. I share tons of freelancing tips, advice, and a lot of the behind the scenes as to my day, my travels, what I'm up to. You can also come on over to the website and check out the online community for freelancers that I'm building. You could find that at liveworktravel.com forward slash community. Thank you so much for listening. In a new episode will be out again soon.